0: Oh, are you Muslim? Like say, Alhamdulillah. So does that mean you're Islamic? You must memorize the Quran. Wait, so you don't drink. Make sure you wake up for Fajr. you are you gonna marry your cousin? Say that that's Not even your hijab. What, you what happens if he sees your ankle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of like we're stuck between two worlds. Welcome, my friends, to Muslim in the Middle. My name is Yaz, and this podcast is all about what it means to live an Islamic life in the West, the joys, the struggles, and everything in between. Now, it is a pleasure to have you join us today, so let's dive right in. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And what's up my friends, welcome to episode 10 of Muslim in the Middle Happy New Year to you all uh, Inshallah, 2022 brings you goodness, prosperity and all things positive May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us all closer to Islam and uh, ultimately reward us for our efforts Ameen. Guys, I've been away for a bit, um, I took a few weeks off uh, over the end of year break to deal with some personal matters. And Alhamdulillah, um, I thought it was time for my return. Um, And to continue sharing, I guess, whatever wisdom I can with all of you to continue spreading knowledge of Islam. So, episode 10, we have officially hit the double digits now. um, And that's pretty cool. And, And once again, I thank you all for tuning in. And I sincerely hope that you're finding some value from the show. Uh, As usual, before we begin, first, uh, firstly, please uh, write in your stories to info at musliminthemiddle.com. And secondly, if you're enjoying the show, please leave a five-star rating and review so that we may uh, reach a wider community of people, inshallah. Alright, so, look, let's uh, get stuck into it. So, today I want to talk about something that separates Muslims from non-Muslims. Now, there's a lot of things that separate Muslims from non-Muslims, but this, it's something that I think a lot of Muslims have to contend with, something that a lot of Muslims have to almost justify when they're discussing Islam with their non-Muslim friends or colleagues or what have you, or even friends who or colleagues who don't believe in any form of faith or religion altogether. That is the belief in the unseen. You see, Islam, among other things, is a religion that's built on the foundation of a belief in the unseen. And in this day and age, we live in a world where seeing is believing, right? We live in a world where a lot of people believe that if you cannot see, hear, touch, smell, or taste something, it doesn't exist. That if you can't detect something... Using your five senses, it doesn't exist. And unfortunately, this can be a very shallow way of, of looking at life, a very shallow way of dealing with your beliefs. But if you think about it, that's kind of what faith means, right? To, to have faith is to have faith in something, to believe in something, even when you can't really prove it, so to speak. And I have a number of friends uh, growing up um, who would challenge me on this, right? Who would say, yeah, but how do you know? And I always hated this question, right? Like, yeah, but how do you know that there's a, a God? Or how do you know that you need to believe in all that? Or why do you believe in all that? How? And I, I didn't like this question because I struggled to answer it, right? I often struggled to answer it. And looking back, that's because I didn't know how to answer it. I couldn't give them the answer that they were looking for. But the fact is that the answer is, I don't know. But I believe, I have faith, right? I believe in the existence of something, even though it's not visible to the naked eye. Even though I can't reach out and touch it necessarily or what have you, that's the real answer, right? That's the answer I should have given them. And these days, I think about this and it's somewhat of a point of pride with me, or or better yet, it's something that I'm grateful for right this belief in the unseen because it makes me feel like my entire life isn't necessarily being dictated by my brain per se but but also my heart i believe deep down in my in my heart and my soul in the existence of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam even though i cannot see them right it makes me feel happy to know that i am i guess enlightened enough That my beliefs in this life aren't so shallow that they're only restricted to what I can see around me. Does that make sense? Because when I think about this, when I think about my non-believing friends or colleagues or or whatever, I I somewhat pity them, right? I feel sad that they don't have that, that their life, their life purpose exists solely on the basis of what's around them and, and nothing deeper, nothing more. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, I have this belief in my heart of hearts. And there are people in this world that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed will never have their eyes and hearts opened to the existence of Islam. And thankfully, Alhamdulillah, I'm not one of them. I'm one of the lucky few who gets to live this life with the knowledge of Islam. And that's a beautiful thing, MashaAllah. And if you're listening to this and you're a believer, then the same goes to you, right? So, this faith that we have in Islam, this belief in the unseen, it's based on a number of things. Similar in, in a way to the way that we perceive Islam itself and the five pillars of Islam that have been revealed to us, similarly to that, there are six pillars of faith in Islam. And look, to be quite honest, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know about this until recently, right? But it makes sense. And um, in case you weren't aware, I wanted to share it with you um, as well, since, after all, that's what this podcast is all about, right? So these six pillars of faith are to one, believe in Allah, two, to believe in His prophets, three, to believe in His angels, four, to believe in his books, five, to believe in the day of judgment, and six, to believe in the decree, the decree of Allah. So let's take a moment with this, right? I'll repeat those again. The belief in Allah, his prophets, his angels, his books, the day of judgment, and the decree of Allah. Now, most of these pillars are based on a belief in the unseen, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can't see. His prophets, we can't see. His angels, we can't see. The day of judgment, we can't see. Now, as 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 far as the books of Allah and the decree of Allah, we can see these certainly, right? At least to a certain extent. But to believe that these have come from Allah, that in itself, right? That in itself is effectively a belief in the unseen. To believe that these books that the written word of Islam has come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is a belief in the unseen, as is the decree of Allah himself. So four out of the six pillars of faith, as we've just talked about, and even in some sense, the remaining two, are all based on a belief in the unseen. So to be a Muslim, you must believe, right? You must have faith in things that cannot be detected in this world. And this is what I was referring to before, right? There's almost a a, con- a, con- a condemnation uh, from non-believers, if you will, right? A condemnation. So that we believe in something that we cannot see. Because from their point of view, it's like, well, how can you believe in a God that you can't see, <laughs> right? You might as well believe in this or that. And and then they list like res- ridiculous examples or whatever, <laughs> Um But that's what it's about, right? It's about being comfortable with the faith and the belief that will not necessarily be confirmed by anything you can see with your own two eyes on this planet. It's something that you have to hold on to, something that you need to remember and cherish and uphold as you navigate life in this world. And, you know, when I was a kid and my parents were teaching me about Islam or I was emulating the actions or beliefs of, of those practicing Muslims around me, I only believed because I was taught to, in a way, right? It never really came from within. The belief I had in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Islam, in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was always dictated by others. And it's only when I became older that subhanallah I started to develop a true belief and a true faith in the existence of Islam not from any one source in particular, but just sort of as I grew up, right? And as I, as I got a little bit older and, and wiser. And it's, um, it, it's sort of just something that I eventually realized on my own. Something that when I sat down to think about it, I would ask myself, do I really believe in Allah? And the answer was yes. Yes, I do. And that's a nice moment. Alhamdulillah. Because, I mean, up to that point, there was a lot of confusion about it for me. Astaghfirullah I mean I don't like to admit this but a lot of second guessing about the existence of Allah and his in his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam because I hadn't truly internalized this belief for myself right it was always surface level based on the information or the direction of people around me rather than from within right and it all starts with that belief every single action you take towards becoming a better muslim starts with that belief in islam with that belief in allah and his final messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam because that's the shahada right that's the shahada that's your declaration of your belief in allah as the only one the only being worthy of worship and that prophet muhammad sallallahu wasallam is his final messenger you recite your shahada and now you become Now You've now become a Muslim, alhamdulillah. And and we know as Muslims that the purpose of this life, the reason we are here in this dunya, on this planet Earth, is to worship Allah, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's it. But we are surrounded, right, every minute of every hour of every day by dunya and dunya-related matters, worldly concerns and issues, you know, financial struggles and stress, careers, struggles and stress, relationships, what have you. And we often struggle to uphold Islam and our commitment towards it, right? That should be our priority. But obviously, we get caught up in other matters, right? Because we're human. and But that's my point, right? Like, this life is a test. And if we were believing in something that we could see, something that we could hear, touch, smell, taste, whatever something directly in front of us that everybody else could also see, then what's the point of it all? I mean, that's why this life is a test. Because we are being tested on something, on on how much, how closely we adhere to our deen, to our faith in Islam. We are being tested on the strength of our belief in the unseen. And it's our ticket to Jannah, (laughs) might I add, right? On the Day of Judgment, when we... When we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the key to open the doors of Jannah is La ilaha illallah. Right? There is no being uh, worthy of, of worship except Allah. And as Muslims, we've got it, right? We have that key in our possession. But if you're anything like me, your friend asks you, you know, how can you believe in a God that you can't see? And you clam up like you don't know how to respond. Right, and I don't like these see, these sorts of discussions with my friends. I like talking about things with Muslims because I don't feel, you know, that sense of, uh, I guess, persecution or judgment. And I think about this often. It's and and perhaps it's because, you know, perhaps on some level it's because we devalue the weight of our faith. Right, we just don't understand just how incredibly lucky we are as Muslims. We don't understand the magnitude of this blessing and how much we should cherish this belief, this faith in Islam. Because as Muslims in the West, right, perhaps we are sometimes made to feel as though our beliefs are wrong, maybe that that our beliefs are are backwards or that they're not worthy of praise or acceptance by others. So when a non-believing friend or colleague or stranger, whoever it might be, asks us, how we can believe in something that we can't even see, we feel persecuted, we feel judged. Even if it's just an innocent question, you know, for argument's sake. Um, Like, there might be no ill intention behind it, but like I said, as soon as a friend or a colleague asks me something like that, I can just, I, I clam up. And so, we feel as though we are being looked down upon for having those beliefs. When in fact, we should be ecstatic Right? We should be laughing when asked this question by non-believers. We should be whispering to them, because I know something that you don't know. <laughs> we've got it made, man. Sure, like we're all on different parts of our journey in Islam. Um, we all have shortcomings, areas for improvements, uh, you know, sins to abolish, things like that. But the fact is, is that we've been granted this blessing, This belief in the unseen, alhamdulillah, we've had our hearts opened to the meaning of life. I mean, just think about it like this, right? For centuries, for centuries, for years and years and years, non-believers around the world, you know, have debated the meaning of life. They've pondered, they've researched, you know, searching desperately for an answer to this question. What is the meaning of life? The purpose of life, why are we here? academics and philosophers and industry leaders with decades and decades of research experience, all asking the question, why? Why are we here? And yet, right now, somewhere, there's a 13-year-old kid just sitting in his bedroom, reading his copy of the Quran, and he has the answer. He has the answer. He knows the meaning of life. He knows why we're here. And so do the rest of us Muslims. We all know, alhamdulillah. Because we've been let in on the secret. We've all been lucky recipients of this ever so valuable piece of information. Because we believe in something greater. Something beyond this world. We believe in Islam. We believe in Allah Azza wa jal and his decree. We believe in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We believe in the angels. We believe in the books. We believe in the Day of Judgment. We believe in the unseen. So that's the episode for today, guys. I was really excited to give this episode. Um, I was doing a bit of reading over the break and um, thinking about all this sort of stuff and I really wanted to do I guess an episode on on something like this because I've talked about different aspects of Islam before, you know the different uh, the different pillars of Islam, um, but I never really spoke about something like this, which is so fundamental to Islam. Everything that you do and and practice within Islam starts with this belief, a belief in the unseen, and it's paramount. It's fundamental to our faith. So. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Muslim in the Middle. I very much enjoyed this episode and I hope you did too. Um, like I said, I think it's it's been a beautiful way to return to the show. Um, so a couple of reminders before we finish up. Info at musliminthemiddle.com Email in your stories. Uh, go to our website musliminthemiddle.com and subscribe to our community and click on the donation tab. It'll just take you to our GoFundMe page that we've linked with an Islamic charity called Brothers in Need. Even just $1 from each listener on this podcast will go a long way. So be sure to do that. Now, um, that's it for today. Much love to you all. I'll see you all in episode 11. And until then, As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and see ya.